And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. of the We Are Me podcast. It's Sunday night here in Atlumini, Navin. The lads just coming down from what's been uh, uh, quite an emotional and amazing day um, for me football. And uh, of course, we'll be getting that to that later on. I've got David Risman to my right. Um, I've got Kieran Flynn to the left of me. And I'm stuck in the middle with uh, Brian <laughs> Kelly here. Oh dear. <laughs> God help you. Jokers to the right, clowns to the left of me, and uh, I'm stuck in the middle with Brian Kelly. But lads, uh, uh, thanks a million for coming in. It's Sunday evening, as we said. It's half nine, and uh, we were just mad to get this podcast out, I suppose. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I, I suppose we have different things coming up in the next few days, but it's probably... Probably best we get it out now when people are still on that euphoria and that cloud. Yeah, as uh, Kieran Flynn's phone just goes again, I suppose he's a busy man tonight. Um, every PRO in the in the country probably wishing you the uh, or giving you their best wishes after that win today. Yeah, we've had so much positivity on social media tonight, which is which is excellent to see it, and the vast majority are happy. Obviously a few counties will be unhappy that we're we're on top of them, but that's unfortunate for them. But I think it's great to see me a lot of people have commented on me they're back in division one. Oh don't give away the result. I think if you're <laughs> anyone who listens to this podcast, they always wait to hear our result and then they you know they get that lift of joy when they hear that Mead have won or Sorry for spoiling your evening. Um Mead won today. So, <laughs> if you didn't know that you don't deserve to be listening Brian, <laughs> Brian Kelly taking a drink of water there I suppose it's uh, it's uh, lighter than what you'd be expected to drink at this time on a Sunday evening uh, after Mead securing promotion to Division 1 secure promotion but there's a league final to come next week so all, not, all the players are can I just tell tonight. you so, can I just tell you something Brian you're not playing next weekend <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to break it to you <laughs> you, you mean Andy broke his promise <laughs> well we will Andy, be coming you're, back you're, you're not that you're in, not in the 26 you're not in the 96 I think <laughs> <laughs> we will be coming back to the meat game obviously in just a short while but on this week's podcast we will be giving you the lowdown on the All-County Football League results from the weekend. Uh, we'll also be giving you the results from the Mead Ladies game and then we'll come back to the Allianz Football League Division 2 um, final game of the league. And uh, we also have some interviews coming up later on with Brian Menton, Dara Campion, the um, swipe right um, uh, king, king, <laughs> I suppose is the word, Andy McEntee uh, as well. And then we'll just have a quick look at social media and uh, we will, I suppose, 
will we'll, we'll speak about uh, some of the things that happened uh, today. So we'll start off, lads, with the All-County Football League. Um, we're going to start with Division 1. And what we'll do is, after, uh, obviously, we give the results, we'll do the usual. We'll pick out a couple of results that stood out. So Screen, 116. Wolf Tones, 213. Navin O'Mahony's, 311. Summerhill, 213. A one-point victory there for Navin O'Mahony. Sidden, 27. Nafina, 119. Minalvi, 17. Simonstown, 518. Uh, Oldcastle 2-9, Rathout 1-16, Dunhamer Ashburn 1-16, Gail Column Kill 1-8, St Peter's Dunboyne 1-19 and Dunshockland 2-14, a two-point victory there for Dunboyne. So I suppose we go to David Rispin first. David, what uh, results in Division 1 stand out for you? I would probably lean towards the Dunhamer Ashburn result. Um, serious win there against Kells, yeah. winning by eight points. Uh, they would have been down their couple of county men or two or three county men, I suppose. Sean Curran... Um, might have played but definitely Brian Menton and Andy Colgan wouldn't have played so that's a very impressive result Kells have seemed to kind of come off the come off the, the, the pedestal at the minute they're, they're kind of in free fall a little bit which will, will be a big concern with the championship just around the corner they have a tough enough game I think Thursday week against Dunshockland who are going reasonably well as well so that game could be a tricky one um, for Kells. Dunham or Ashburn will be pleased with the way they're motoring um, and that's a really good result going into championship for them. Yeah, it's, I have a feeling that Kells, you know, who have put so much effort into the league over the last few seasons are maybe be thinking that, uh, you know, bigger things, bigger fish to fry later in the summer and they're probably doing a bit of hard work at the moment mm. aiming for that. But look, who knows? It's a great victory for Dunham or Ashburn uh, missing there a few county lads. Lads, uh, we go to uh, Brian Kelly. Uh, any of those senior results stick out for you, Division 1? Yeah, probably actually a team that lost, funnily enough. Um, Oldcastle 2-9 against Hartout, 1-16. That's a good performance for Oldcastle like, against one of the top senior teams. A couple of weeks out from the Intermediate Championship, like it shows that they're in a good spot. And they won't, like, they're won't. they a team that will go very well this year in the Intermediate and being in the top tier of A-League football mm. will stand to them, I think. Yeah, like, absolutely. They might have lost, but it's a narrow defeat. Narrow defeat is right. We'll go on then to, uh, I suppose, Kieran Flynn. What one sticks out for you the most there? Uh, a bit of Friday Night Lights, uh, screening the tones drawn. Very high scoring game, 116 to 213. It's just kind of interesting now, maybe screen of just, maybe we talked about need to maybe the emphasis of picking up the pace, just coming up to championship. That's very high scoring. Tones are always perennial, kind of last four, last eight team in Mead always. So I'd say that was a fairly hot and heavy match. Mm. So I'd say both of them teams will be coming in strong now for the first round of the championship. So two, yeah. they're two of the big hitters, aren't they? Yeah. In football, really, the, you know, they're as you said, they're always up there. They're two of the kind of household names in senior football in Mead. So yeah, yeah. I, I, the the result, I suppose, the six out for me was the Navin O'Matneys game. Another win under the belt for Navin O'Matneys against very strong Summerhill team. You know, and uh, Summerhill, I think we're leading by four points in the lead into half time, and uh, it was. Tit for tat in the second half, and Navin O'Matney's pulled away, and then Summerhill came back into that one. But you know, Navin O'Matney's really are, you know, they're 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 flying at the minute, and uh, you know, I just think that they're going to be a team definitely to be watched in the championship. I've said it since day one that they're definitely a team to watch. But uh, really, and obviously, a very easy first match in the championship. But we've emphasized that a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, <laughs> we've emphasized that once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they got a really good draw in the first yeah. round of the championship, didn't they, Brian? 
Who did they get? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Um, I could have picked out the Simonson result as well, lads. Huge scoring there from Simonson oh, in their but game. But you didn't. So but and we're moving yeah. quickly on tonight, Jess. He introduces here at half nine, which with a nine o'clock start. So we started about 23 minutes late, approximately. So. Yeah, we, let's we, not delay it. No, let's not delay it. Yeah, and, and it wasn't. Kieran was prattling on for twenty and twenty three minutes, and that's another two minutes of your life you're not going to get back if you're listening to that podcast. We're going to move on to uh, the All County Football League Division Two. Uh, Trim one ten, St Column Kills three eleven, Dalek Bellius Town one eight, Curraha twelve points, uh, St Michael's fourteen, St Pat's eleven points, uh, Ballinabracky four twelve. Bective 2-6 for Kenny 7 points Dundery 3 goals and 8 um, Nobber 14 points Carneros 2-10 Meadhill 1-10 Sanchison 3 goals and 8 and I suppose we go to Kieran Flynn this time uh, what uh, results sticks out for you in that in that round of matches? I think the St Michael's and Pat's game big win for St Michael's beating senior opposition and we were just commenting on a picture there on social media with Dahi Riley uh, David Rispin can take more on that. Yeah, Dahi, uh, he's a real, he's a real old war horse in, in the Carlinstown area. I think forty two years of age now and still doing it. Like he's 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 full back for them now for their first team and he probably wouldn't have had uh, ambitions of playing. But he's new manager there, Davy Wright. I know him well. He's from my own club. He's actually called the Bronze Adonis because he's uh, he, he has he has an incredible tan on him. But um, <laughs> But no, that, that's a side. very popular. But there, can I just say that there wasn't a hint of jealousy in there? <laughs> <laughs> We're all jealous of Davy in, in Cartel. But no, uh, Dahi, oh, Dahi, they, they are jealous of Davy already. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, Davy's or Dahi's a great soldier for uh, for the Michaels lads, and uh, they're going reasonably well. I know they probably haven't got the results their performances have actually merited, but that's a, as Kieran says, a really good win against senior opposition against Davy. Cattles and Pats, so they'll be they'll be pleased going into championship to Michaels, yeah. We'll uh, go to Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, what uh, result is supposed to stick out for you in Division 2? Um, Dulik Ballystown losing by a pint to Coraha. Dulik have been flying high in the league. Coraha are struggling badly. Dulik were four points up with time running out, playing with the wind. And Coraha came back and beat them by a pint. So I think that's a... First win, isn't it? First win, and mm. still, like, they've McIntyre to come back, and I think... It's a badly needed win before the championship Definitely, because they've done yeah. buying, I think, in round one. Very tough group. So, like, they needed a confidence boost in victory. Yeah, absolutely. And they just seem to get it right at the right time. The result that sticks out for me, I think, is probably Ratkenny, seven points, Dundry, three, eight. Um, you know, we've spoken about the misfire in Dundry on this mud, or on this podcast and, uh, you know, they've set the record right over the last couple of weeks and that's a great win against Rakenny. Three goals and eight to seven points and we'll have to go to David Risman. Which one that sticks out for you? I, I think Karen Ross again. I mean, uh, you know, uh, flying, absolutely flying, it has to be said and they're they're continuing their fine form up near the top of Division 2 which is unbelievable for them to go to Nobber, you know, a, a very decent intermediate team again and, and pick up a result, a two-point win is a great result for them. Um, I think Sanchestown and Mead Hill look like a tasty game. Brian would probably tell you more on that one, but um, Sanchestown wouldn't, wouldn't really be used to playing coming up against the likes of Mead Hill and that, but it's, it's <laughs> testament to Mead Hill how well they've come on in, in previous years and they've established themselves now as an intermediate team and, and a Division 2 team and they're comfortable playing in opposition of the calibre of Sanchestown. Yeah, and I, I was speaking to uh, John Smith um, from Sanchestown on Friday and he was saying that he was leaving 
straight away after work to head to the, to head to Mead Hill for mm-hmm. that game because it was such a uh, a long trek for them. But uh, they they made it to uh, Mead Hill and they got the victory, right? Made it to Mead Hill. They'd actually be familiar with them in recent years at underage. Tim Connor Mead Hill are up around Division Two in recent times, and they're actually meeting in the minor final in Division Two in a few weeks. But um, I think I rang at one stage. I was leaving the Fela in Sanchester, and we were nine points up. And Drum Connor Mead or Mead Hill got it back to two oh, points. Geez, don't say <laughs> oh, that was a. Uh, they got it back oh. to two, and I think we kicked over a couple of late points to make it four, but. It was maybe a bit hairier than we would have liked. He's got away with it anyway, so he's dead in Centristown, obviously needing to get a win as well, going into championship, uh, championship owner around the corner, and I think they might be facing Navin and Matney's in the first round of the championship. Oh, but we won't, we, won't, we won't go on to that anyway. No, Brian, no, 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 Brian, no, no, no. We're going to move on to Division 3 now, so yeah. And uh, the first game up here is Beliver for, uh, versus Dunsany four goals and seven for uh, Beliver that's 19 points Dunsany two goals and 13 that's a 19 point so it's a draw in that game St Vincent's 3-8 Waterstown 2-6 Minalty uh, 12 points Castletown flying 2-15 um, Kilmainham 1-5 Banlock uh, 6-11 that's a, an odd score there Drumbarra 1-13 and St Dalton's 6 points and uh Davy Rispin just once again gets that punch into the air for <laughs> for for the neighbours from Gordon. That's Gordon. not going to help when the amalgamation happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Longwood one ten and Black Blackhall Gales two ten. Uh, um, Longwood just suffering at the hands of Blackhall Gales. So I suppose we go to Kieran Flynn. Uh, Kieran, which uh, result in Division Three sticks out for you? Uh, the St Vincent's Waterstone game up in Ardcat. We we announced today that they're opening their pitch meet and. Me that are playing Roscommon there in a few weeks, so like you've seen, like the their pitch is really good at the moment. We've talked numerous times about their training methods and the intensity they brought to the junior last year, and they're just continuing their development by a goal and two points victory over Walterson. Maybe maybe we you don't want to focus so much maybe on Walterson's kind of decline, but they've kind of slightly dipped in the last few years. But what, Vincent's are definitely meeting them in the middle, and they're on the way up. And I think the Vincent's are a team to keep an eye on. A lot of youth, good talent there now. Davey Rispin, what result stands out for you the most in Division 3? I suppose, I w- yeah. I wonder. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose it has to be Drumbarra against St. Dalton's. Like, it's a... Local derby. Yeah, and a 10-point win for Drumbarra. I would have probably predicted a Drumbarra win, but a narrow one, not not a not a scoreline like that. I think St. Dalton's were, were almost at full strength as well. I didn't hear too much from the game, but Drumbarra have been going really, really, really well, and there's a very young team there, but I think it was Willie Carey that was... Um, that was the driving force behind that victory. I think he he, he came up against Key McBride today, and um, got the better of him, which is something that you know not many lads have, you know, can boast about now yeah, at this absolutely. stage. Um, so he's Willie, still young, he's learning his trade at the same. Yeah, time, but he's he's a fabulous footballer. But Willie is a, is a brilliant footballer, as we've seen when he when he had his run out with Mead as well a couple of years ago. So Drumbar will be going well. Ultons will be disappointed with that going into the first round against Myla um, in two weeks' time. So that'll be interesting. Brian Kelly, what uh, result I suppose sticks out for you in Division Three? Uh, probably the continuing march of Castletown back towards Division Two. Yeah, their form is very good. They're maybe slightly too good for Division Three, and maybe not just good enough for Division Two. If form over the last year or two is to be believed, um, minority looked like they've a promising team coming along, but they got well beaten today by Castletown. We're going to move on now to Division 4 and uh, in the first game that we see there it's Clannard 8 points, Cortown 113, Moyla 212, Clannagale 29, 
St Mary's 210, Slane 316, Drum Condrat 111, uh, Kilmaine and Mud 1. Oh, sorry, yeah, my eyes deceive me. Drum 1 4, uh, Kilmaine and Mud 112, and St Bridget's 3 goals and 4 points, Boards Mill 2 goals and 7. And it'd be rude not to go to David Rispin for the first um, uh, of our pundits to speak about the results from Division 4. And what result sticks out the most for you, David? Um, well, let's go straight that's to a, it. That's a great win for Kilmaine and Wood against from Condra local derby. There. Right, Clannard, eight points. Courtown, <laughs> uh, one goal and 13. You said to travel down to Clannard. Twice in the last 12 hours. We played them yesterday in the B League in Clannard as well. Right. And, and played them this morning then in the A League. Just two games now in just over 12 hours, which was a tough ask. But full credit to, to everyone in the club. We, we actually managed to put out two completely different starting 15s, which was a great achievement for us. Um, so we got to save as many first team lads for this morning as we could you won't have to worry about that now with the amalgamation <laughs> we'll have four teams is that what you're trying to say but um, no really good win this morning like um, we probably needed a good performance going into championship and you know training's really picked up in the last couple of weeks we've had a good couple of challenges in that and that was a really good display this morning Clonard look at the we're missing Adam Flanagan in that who is a big loss Yeah. Um, but a good win for us yeah which, which, uh, which was badly needed Lads, uh, just between the two years, can you pick out a result from Division 4 that stands out for you? Probably the neighbours, uh, the Battle of the Bynes at Mary's and Slane. A huge win for Slane there. Yeah. Like, um, St Mary's are struggling, I think, at the minute to get bodies out. Slane are a team who will go well in the Junior B. So that's probably the win there. And again, it's always a tasty one because the majority of those lads would have played juvenile together with Bruin de Bynes. And in more recent years, maybe slaying some areas. So it's always interesting when you do have neighbours that played juvenile together. That maybe you know we like we like to bring that up an awful lot. Our teams play together juvenile level, and then maybe in their future and change change, and then maybe change back to an amalgamation later after. Or, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just putting it out there. Um. Anyway, we're going to move on. Um. Just before we move on, we just want to go to social media. We will be going to social media a couple of times throughout the podcast. But we want to go to social media just now on uh, an issue that seems to be uh, taking over GA football clubs around the country. And uh, we got a, a message in from Brian Smith. Uh, we are me. Any chance on this week's podcast you can discuss the biggest issue for club footballers throughout the country? It's the lack of toilet paper provided for the lads before league games. Hashtag 50-50 challenge. Hashtag Sunday morning issues. And lads, you know... I think I think it is something that some clubs forget is that these lads are coming early on a Sunday morning, you know they've just had the breakfast and they're about to go out and play football and some of them may need to use the toilet and toilet paper is a, a, a I suppose it's a, a it's 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 a necessity when you're going to go for a number two. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the story there with Breen, uh, Sergeant Breen Smith, we'll give him his proper title. He's he's a guard in Cavan Town, but he uh, I think he was on nights last night, and uh, no one Breen, he probably had a big McDonald's last night, and uh, you know went straight to the game this morning, so he was probably, probably under a little went, bit of pressure. And, yeah, and it yeah. went straight to the game as well. But yeah. <laughs> so so it was in Clonard, as you know, this morning, and um, fantastic facilities there, but probably. Um, uh, dressing room facilities and, and toilet facilities and shower facilities wouldn't be at the top um, of their priorities the priority right now. Um, they're after doing a lot of work, but probably they should be. But maybe uh, toilet roll, I'm sure they've spent an awful lot on the pitch, but God, well, look, surely they could afford a, few, a couple of quid for a <laughs> toilet paper. I think it's only about four quid now. 
I think um, it's time you wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like that. One. Um, but what we what, what we've do is we've highlighted the issue for Breen, and uh, it's maybe something that they can bring to the CPA or the GPA. Yeah. And it's only papering over the cracks at the end of this. <laughs> 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 we're going to move on. On that note, we're going to move on. I love that one. Um, the Mead ladies were playing uh, obviously in Park Tolchin today, um, in the curtain raiser to the big game, and Mead came away with a, a fine. Victory victory here one goal and eight to Wicklow's three goals and six and we're going to go to Brian Kelly our resident female football analyst <laughs> yeah they're, they're actually um, they're after today's win they're the only unbeaten team in the little ladies football leagues across all divisions they made a few changes seeing as they're guaranteed a top four spot for today's match the Monica McGurk who performed heroics last week was left out and so was Stacey Grimes and they still managed to win out by 118 to 36 would have been a much more comfortable win only for they had a dodgy enough last 10 minutes but by then all rhythm was gone from the game the subs got in left right and centre so all in all a very comprehensive win for me ladies and great to win in front of a big crowd and it was great that they were able to make those changes knowing that they were already through to a semi-final um, and give some of the, the higher profile players a, a rest I suppose that's brilliant to give some of the higher profile players a rest and give experience to some of the new players exactly. in the squad and it's important for the players who haven't seen much action up to this who are near on the panel to get a bit of action before the championship because you don't want to be caught on a, in a Leinster final maybe and inexperienced to be the cause of it, your team's downfall Absolutely, and we're going to move on now. Uh, great win for those ladies, and we do, as we said, hope they get from Division Three up to Division Two. Um, you know the 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 quality and that 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 Mead have. It's only right that they should be playing at, in at least Division Two football, and hopefully next year they can push on again. Um, we're going to move on now to the main event, lads. And uh, I, I said earlier on at the start of the pod- podcast that we had um, some interviews with. Um, Andy McEntee, Derek Campion, and Brian Menton. I actually meant to say um, Mickey yeah. Mickey Newman. Uh, I'm just writing it down there instead of Brian Menton. It was just a mistake that I had uh, I put out on social media. Um, anyway, lads, National Football League, Alliance Football League Division Two came to a close today, and uh, it was Mead who topped the division uh, delightedly for for all the Mead supporters and. Uh, people that have been following this team and the people involved in this team um, over the last number of years. Two goals and 12 points to 11 points uh, against Fermanagh. And I suppose, Kieran, uh, it, it didn't start off too well for me. And uh, people were probably starting to get a bit jittery. And a lot of people on social media asking us just to talk about that first five minutes. Yeah, the Fermanagh, everyone knew what they needed. They needed that 10-point victory. So I suppose nobody was overly shocked when they came out with everything they had. And they were playing with a gale force wind and they brought everything that first 10 minutes. And Mead were under pressure, don't get me wrong, the kickouts, like they were struggling in the middle of the field. Like Fermanagh were bringing absolutely everything they had. But I think overall Mead did weather that storm. And I think ultimately it led to their, their triumph at the end that they were willing to kind of, not like they didn't panic at all. Like the sideline was so calm on the Mead side. Now the Fermanagh side now, we can talk about that in its own right too. <laughs> Rory Gallagher needs to see someone. Uh, maybe just well as as uh, socially, and, maybe as, firstly. But. As Andy McIntyre said to David Rispin last week when he asked him about the other games that were going on, and he says, "I really don't care about mm-hmm. what, what goes on the other side and what goes on with the other teams. I don't really care what what uh, Rory Gallagher does in no. the sideline. No. <laughs> Mead, yeah, you know but what Mead I mean. Were, like, but, let him be the be the lunatic. But that was just, the that was the thing. Mead, 
maybe in the past we were kind of maybe open to that, but we just so focused on our job and our thing. We had everything going well in our side, and you could let a lunatic rant and rave, and nobody took the bait at all, and everything got. And then we got on the ball after about five or six minutes, and then the game was in our control from that time. Brian Kelly, um, as he as Kieran says, the game was in our control from the sixth minute on. Really, me trailing by one three, but started to chip away at it, and uh, I suppose it's just testament again to the team and management that even in the face of adversity, they still plug along with the plan and it comes good for them yeah well all it needed really was uh, to weather the storm was to win a ball around midfield and just to get hold of the ball for a couple of minutes and break the momentum that Fermanagh had built up and defensively too we start to get a grip to them we're making them shoot from a bit further out from difficult angles and with the breeze that was there every shot they had for about 10 minutes tail off to the right hand side and if they were getting inside as like they did early on, they would have gone over. But shooting from distance was that bit harder. Mm-hmm. And the work rate was really impressive. From 15 corner forward back the way, every fellow worked his socks off. And only for that work rate, you wouldn't get the foothold in the game that you needed. A word on Quigley's goal. I don't want to talk too much about Fermanagh, but uh, just give me give me what your view of it was. Um, I actually didn't see the goal. Right, we'll move on then. So, uh, David Rispin. <laughs> I actually got sent that in a group chat earlier on and uh, I, I looked at it at half time. Would, would you like for a man to comment three. before this, this subterfuge goes on any longer? Oh, oh. Dropped a few bo- a big bomb of oh, word there, you know, just to prove I'm not total. Oh, teacher, teacher, go on, go for it. No, it's just a, a miss, miss step of the finger or a miss touch, we'd call it. You know, they tend to be difficult now and not in the any other leagues of that now and miss touches. But uh, uh, Sean Quigley's goal didn't happen yet. That was a typo. We rectified it the next week, but for a, it was a, probably two or three minutes, people around the world were absolutely <laughs> in despair. Like, which no harm, they'll be at the next game. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Mickey, I wasn't going to hang out my for, my co- PR colleague. <laughs> he's going to say former, see that? He already has me hung, he's me hung, he's me hung. <laughs> I'm not going to hang him publicly, I'll stab him in the back. <laughs> So David, anyway, like you, you, Mead worked themselves back into the game, um, and I suppose it's, when you look at the game as a whole, there was one player that maybe stood out, and he's been standing out for the last few games. Killian O'Sullivan. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I I mentioned it, to Andy, after the game, he was the one that. I, I again, I don't like picking out individuals and stuff, and and the guys all performed well over the piece, but when we were really in the mire in that first five minutes, he was the one who started grabbing the ball and actually taking it to Fermanagh. They got that four-point lead and they seemed to just completely retreat. They literally had 15 men inside their own half. Like it was, it, That's exactly what they were doing. And he was the one to actually put the head down and take them on and break the tackle. Got a fantastic score, our first score. Um, built, built up ahead of steam, took on three, four lads, breezed by them like they weren't there and just got the sufficient power behind the shot to get a score and that really settled us we just needed as Brian was saying to get our hand on the ball but also to get that first score on the board and that was probably 10-12 minutes into the game and from then on we settled got got control of the, the ball a lot more Killian got involved like for the goal again it was such patient build up um, managed to recycle and find Brian Menton and, and the rest you know ended up with Barry Darts we'll come back yeah. to that in one moment you mentioned Andy McEntee and I think this is a good time to go to Andy McEntee's interview I'm thrilled to be joined by Mead manager Andy McEntee um, after Mead securing promotion. Andy, I suppose, you know, today the game, first and foremost, 
good win was a tough start to the game for Manor really brought it to us first five minutes uh, settled in full credit to the lads you know got to grips with what for Manor were trying to do and, and kicked on and never really looked back after that yeah look we just we just couldn't get our hands on the ball at the start of the game and uh, we were struggling to deal with them they were running at us in, in, in numbers and uh, kicked a couple of really good scores yeah. Unfortunately enough, they kicked a number of wides as well. You know, I think they could have been more than four up. So yeah. uh, it was a matter of sort of trying to batten down the hatches, just get our hands on the ball and, and try and go through uh, the, the processes of, of trying to get up the field and get a, kick a couple of scores. And then we got one point and then another. And uh, the goal, obviously, was it was a huge, mm. against against the wind, the goal was a huge score. Yeah, and Killian O'Sullivan, I suppose, at the heart of that goal, and the couple of scores before that and maybe after that, he was really the one. I know I'd, I don't like to pick players out in that, but he was the one when, when we really needed someone to stand up in the first half. He was he was the man. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd like to see the, the, the breaks, uh, the statistics for the breaks, but I mean, it looked like me, like Killian was the one who was coming short, getting on that ball. Yeah. And carrying it against the wind, which was which what we want him to do. So, he certainly played a big role in, in dragging us back into it. Yeah, and I suppose overall the the actual achievement it must make it it like it. It's your third year in the, at the helm. It hasn't been easy, you know. This year finally we've we've started you know to bear fruit from from the efforts that put in. Is days like today does it make all the effort from the players and the management worthwhile training and commitment and everything? Sure. Look, I mean that that was a very, a very stated goal from us uh, from from the word go from three years ago. Mm. So uh, nothing or very very few things go up in a straight line. I mean you're going to yeah. you're going to get setbacks all along. And the truth of the matter is, there's unless unless you're playing with 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 the Dublin team, there's more disappointments in in, in sport than than, yeah. than days like this. But I, I suppose those disappointments make make. Uh, today is like this a, a little bit extra special. Yeah, and I suppose has it has it actually sunk in like what what me they're after achieving, what you guys are after achieving. Like it's thirteen years since since we've probably been where a lot of Mead supporters would feel that they deserve to be or where Mead should be. And um, we're back there next year. It must be it must be a huge relief and I suppose satisfaction for yourself. Yeah, I mean huge relief. I mean we had we had an awful lot of the work done coming into today, mm-hmm. uh, but you still have to. Yeah. You still have to produce the goodies on the day, otherwise you're going to get turned over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, relief, uh, satisfaction, absolutely. I mean, it's it's when you're working with a team and all the amount of work that goes into it and the, the resources that are put at yeah. our disposal to, he- to, 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 help, uh, to help the team, uh, you know, from a sponsorship point of view, from, from Owen Brennan and Devonish and all, all, mm-hmm. all the guys in Devonish, uh, from the county board, you know the medical staff. I mean, there's an awful lot goes into this, yeah. and uh, a lot of the time you don't get uh, what you might feel is your just reward. So uh, it's it's good for everybody to to say, okay, well we've put on that work, but we've, we're actually making progress. Mm. And I know your focus has been predominantly on today and and actually gaining promotion. But now that's achieved. Next weekend, it's looking like Saturday night. I think um, in Crow Park, it, it's going to be Donegal in the league final. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I, I, you probably need to come back to me tomorrow or the <laughs> yeah. next day. But uh, we haven't. I mean, it's, it's, it's another game. It's an experience in Croke Park that the vast majority of these guys haven't had. Mm. Uh, and I suppose that the, the one thing I was looking for, forward to was getting that experience in Croke Park. Uh, I wouldn't uh, I prefer not to be going into, you know, if we, if we get to where we want to get to in, mm. in the championship, uh, it would mean playing in Croke Park. And 
you could do without it being everybody's first experience in yeah. there uh, yeah. on, on a big day. So uh, any time we get into playing there, it's, it's got to be good for the group. Yeah, and I suppose for the guys that have kind of come into the squad in the, in the last maybe 12 months or even, even less, probably the, mm. the under-20s guys, but also for the, the lads like Donald Keogh and Graham Riley, Mickey Burke, you know, they've, they've soldiered on with me yeah. for, for a long time now. And um, it, it's probably been more, you know, hardship and stuff, particularly in league football, than it has been actual success. For them guys to get the opportunity to play a Division 1 football next year, it must be it must be brilliant to see. And for the young lads as well who are coming into the squad, you know, fresh and, and have had success underage it's it's a brilliant kind of combination, yeah, or amalgamation nice, of the yeah, two. It's a nice cocktail, all right. But I mean, you know, as I say, you know, when the likes the likes of Kyogi and and Biggie and and, and Mickey Burke, I mean, uh, I mean, how many disappointing days have they? Had? Yeah, yeah. And they're still here, and they're still. You look at you look at them, and they're still working as hard as ever. And uh, you know, it's 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 great for those fellas. Mm. And as you say, I mean. The, the younger fellas have come in, they've added a, a little bit of cheekiness and a little bit of cockiness to <laughs> it. You know, they're, they're out here, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've added a lot to it. Uh, and, and we've also got a number of guys that were that were involved with me in the, in the minor setup mm. in 2012 who yeah. had good experiences and bad experiences. But, uh, you know, it is, it, it's a good combination at the moment. Mm. And just finally, I suppose, you know, it's, it's become a trade nearly every week, but... The supporters, you know, I'm guessing probably seven or eight thousand, you know, jammed in here today. Um, there was a fantastic, there was a real partisan atmosphere before the game, during the game, and then obviously after the game, you've seen it, the floods of crowds on the pitch and everything. Mm. It's brilliant to see, but just just a word for them supporters, and I suppose a message for them, possibly to get a day out in Crow Park next weekend. Oh, look, it was great. I mean, it's great for, I mean, for, I mean, as I say, the guys we just mentioned there, I mean, for their friends and families mm. to, to be able to sort of say, okay, that's you know there there there's there's my son playing out there or there's our yeah. clubmate playing out there or there's my relations and friends playing out there. Uh, it's great to have that support behind us, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean the players themselves will will tell you they. I mean it it's it's it seems to be growing every week, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot more room in Croke Park. So I mean I'd, I'd encourage again. Get there, get there, enjoy the day, enjoy experiences like this. Yeah. It's 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 good for. Uh, it's good for for families and good for everybody to get out. But I mean, it's really good for the players mm. to have have that backing. Super, Andy. On behalf of the supporters, I just want to thank you and the guys for everything you've done for you know the supporters. Their smiles back are back on the faces in Mead, which is you know great. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, um, and and we really do appreciate everything you're doing. Well, look, at I mean, that's that's what makes this thing, uh, it makes all the hardship worthwhile. Mm. I mean, it's, it's it's a two-way thing. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see smiles on people's faces, mm. and uh, it's nice to think that uh, you've helped in any small way to put those smiles there. Absolutely. Andy, yeah. thanks a million, and best of luck next weekend. Thank you. Okay, so that was uh, yourself talking to Andy McEntee, and, uh, you know, you can feel it from the, uh, I suppose, the... Uh, the, the 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 monkey off the back the you know he was just so calm and relaxed he, talking to you um it's it's been a long time coming for this Mead team um a lot of players you mentioned it in the interview with Andy a lot of players have been there a long time haven't seen Division One football but now as you said to him they get their chance to go up mm. and pit themselves against the best in the country yeah it's fantastic I mean you know some of the some of the away games we can look forward to next year hopefully huge places to go and travel and, and see I'm, you know a lot of Division 2 the problem with being in Division 2 is you play a lot of the teams year in year out there is a kind of core amount of teams that either come up 
and down yeah. or stay in the division. <laughs> and we were one of them who've been there for so long. I know we, we, we were demoted to Division 3 before, but predominantly we've been in Division 2 for the last... Seven, yeah, eight years. D- decade nearly or plus. Um, so it is fantastic. And, like, you know, I've referenced before about Conor McGill, Donald Keoghan, James McAdee, Graham Riley, guys like this, Mickey Newman... I'm I'm just happy to see them kind of guys getting to really showcase what they're actually about and getting recognised, you know, as Division 1 footballers. I know they're top... Everyone in Mead knows they're top footballers and in Division 2 would know they're top footballers, but they're going to get the exposure that they actually deserve. And it's it's brilliant for them. I You mentioned Annie McEntee and his relaxed nature in the interview and the guy who said it there, his, his relaxed <clears throat> demeanour on the sideline as well compared to his counterpart Rory Gallagher. Like and, and Ricey McManaman as well, like two hmm. madmen on the line. Yeah. And and just on a side note yeah. to that, um, Rory Gallagher never stopped spitting on his hands. It's something I picked up on um, when they played Kildare in, in Navan last year in the qualifiers. Watch it the next time if you if they're on the, telly. The water bottle thing as well. Yeah, the but what, he he takes a water bottle, drinks a bit of it, throws it away. Yeah, and one of the selectors throws another water bottle out of his feet. And after a minute or two, he picks up the new one. I don't, I don't know if it's a nervous thing or whatever, but literally, you know the way guys spit in their hands when they're about to catch a ball or yeah. whatever. It's literally, he does it four or five hundred times in the game. No, that's no exaggeration. Yeah, no, I, 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 I played with uh, Rory Gallagher when he was uh, doing his tour of Ireland. Um, uh, he stopped off in cabin to play with us for a little while as well, oh so he did. And uh, yeah, it's just one of his traits. That's what something he does is he spits in his hands and whatever. But that the bo- water bottle thing, that could be a... It could be a. Uh, um, he, he, well, his last year when they played Kildare in the championship, he was throwing them mm. away. That was more in disgust at his team. Today, he wasn't throwing them as much. Maybe, maybe he was thirstier today. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, David, you also they did mentioned stay in the night last night. So <laughs> he might have had a few points, you know. <laughs> David, you did also mention uh, Mickey Newman, and I think it's a good time to go and speak to a, a, a quite jubilant Mickey uh, Mickey Newman straight away after the game. I'm delighted to be joined pitchside by uh, Mickey Newman, Mead sharpshooter. Mickey, uh, fantastic win today, but overall uh, uh, unbelievable to get promoted from Division 2 after being in it for so long. Yeah, I think so. Nice on the cake there today, just uh, to get over the line. Um, but I suppose all the hard work was done in the earlier round, so um, a oh, massive effort from everyone. It's, just, it's a great day for me, football there today. Yeah, a well, brilliant day. Um, I suppose... For yourselves, I know it was kind of, it's probably alright to say it now, but it was nearly done and dusted coming into today, but I suppose staying grounded and keeping your feet on, on the ground was probably the challenge during the week. And uh, yeah, because you, so you know yourself, no matter how much you try to block out everything, you're always going to hear a bit, so hmm. uh, get the win and uh, put in a good performance in front of the home crowd, that was our, that was our task. Yes, absolutely, and for yourself, back after <laughs> a, a year hiatus, yeah. away, you know, sorting out the injuries and that, you're, you're back and you're fit and firing again, you must be great. Yeah, yeah, this this time last year I wasn't up to much now. Um, I was trying to get the body right, so I was probably wasn't sure whether I was back this year. But uh, thanks, thanks to God now, body's held up so far, and mm. keep working with the physios and that. And I'm really enjoying being back now. Yeah, to say, yeah, it's great to have you back. And looking ahead, then I suppose next Saturday, possibly Sunday. It's looking like Saturday. I think league final against Donegal. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, it's just the main thing was just Division One. You know, we had to think a big final at all, so look, we digest today, and as Tuesday, we kind of start thinking about it, but it's, it's massive, it's a great, great place to be, yeah. Yeah, back in Crow Park, and yeah, yeah it's, it's a, we've been a while away from it, so... Yeah, you get knocked out too early. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> great. Mickey, on behalf of the supporters of me, I'd just like to thank you and, and the lads for for what for the joy you're after bringing us so far this year, and all the best for the league final and the championship. Man, you too. Thanks Cheers, for Mickey. Support. Thank you.
So that was Mickey Newman uh, talking to David Rispin and, and lads, you know, as Dave, uh, as Davey said, you know, like for the likes of Mickey Newman and uh, Mickey Burke and Graham Riley and uh, Brian Menton and lads that have been there for a long time with this Mead team, um, it really is just reward, especially after the year they put in, Kieran. Yeah, and you could see from Graham Riley's own social media this evening, like he was delighted and he put up a very positive message. And I think it just echoes what you said. Like, these lads have really put in the hard yards and had some very disappointing moments in Mead jerseys probably too many for what they probably deserve but now in the last 12 months they've had so many positive memories I think that they will take with them throughout their careers and I think they really deserve it like they're such a nice bunch of lads to to kind of work with from Arkan end or the PR end but then just as a general supporter they're very like they're honest lads they go they try hard and they try and win for Mead and sure I'm delighted now they got their promotion and hopefully they'll have a cup to go with it at the weekend yeah and Brian Kelly I suppose like we're talking about the older lads but this is in no uh, part uh, knocking the young lads because without the young lads that have come into that team it probably I I have said it all year I think it's been the catalyst it's been what's driven on these older players and given them a boost in confidence to go that step further and the confidence that those young fellas have brought to this team has just been immeasurable yeah like um, the likes of Ethan Devine and Dara Campion who we've spoken to about at length on the show previously like the youthful exuberance they've brought in, Dara's willingness to try the unexpected, to the outside of the right shot, from which nobody, well, we expected at this stage, but most people don't. And even after the game, Mickey Burke spoke about Sean Riley. Sean hasn't made the panel for the games up to today. He was brought onto the bench today because Sean Curran was injured. And he said he's been pulling up trees and training. He's mm-hmm. been flying. And the likes of Sean Riley, who... He can get frustrated not being picked on the 26, but to keep going in every week, to to be driving it hard, to be pushing the other lads, that's what's driving the standard within the camp. It's not even the 26, it's the fellow from 27 to 32 or 33 who's pushing everybody else to their limits. And that's what makes the team as good as they were in the league, and that's why they got promoted. Yeah, and Brian Kelly, <coughs> you mentioned that one of uh, one of my favourite footballers on the team, Daryl Campion and uh, Davy Rusman. Uh, had the pleasure of catching up with him straight away after the game as well and getting a few words from him and getting him maybe getting some advice off him for um, how to use the Tinder profile properly. So this is Davey uh, talking to Dara Campion. I'm delighted to be joined by young superstar uh, Dara Campion. He's already laughing. And Tinder star, of course. Yeah. Dara, um, before we get to Tinder and all the rest of it, uh, congratulations on promotion. Great win today. Um, for yourself, you know, coming into the squad first year, you know, as, as a mean senior footballer, uh, great achievement. Yeah, I know, couldn't ask for more. First year up to Division 1 already, yeah. it's just savage starts here, you know. Yeah, and I suppose for the likes of yourself, Jason Scully, Sean Riley, guys like this coming in, James Conlon coming in from, yeah, enjoying success underage yeah. and kind of transferring it to the senior team. I'm not saying you are the only reason why me either <laughs> after getting promotion, yeah. but. There is something behind no, it. Definitely, I think we added a lot this year. Um, you know, it's good buzz. It's a good buzz around the camp. Mm. You know, and I think we add to that. You know, we have good laugh, but yeah. you know, when to be serious, you know. Yeah, and I suppose when you have to laugh, I mean, the the profile from from the Clare game. Um, talk to me about that. I suppose that. Uh, I, I don't know. I was I was a bit skeptical now, but sure, look, it is. It is. It's a bit of crack, isn't it? And yeah. I suppose that that reflects the team. You know, they're, they're great lads in that. They're down-to-earth lads. They're, 
you know obviously when yeah. you, you know you have a game to play and you're serious and training and everything yeah, but exactly, yeah. there is a good atmosphere coming from, from the me yeah. team at the minute ah, it's good but it's good laugh but we all know when it's knuckle down yeah. you know all our games we've showed that you know once uh, once the whistle blows we're all serious and we want to win you know yeah and for yourself personally I mean it's been a it's been an incredible couple of months for you mm. I mean you know coming into the squad and then getting your place in the team and yeah, performing really Lord. well over the, the course of the league it must be brilliant and yeah, no, for you it's yeah? class now. I couldn't have asked for more and the lads have been you know brilliant you know, they've helped me along all the management and players so it's just class so brilliant far. brilliant and looking ahead then I suppose Crow Park Next weekend, we're not yeah. sure what day at the minute. Donegal. Saturday or Sunday, it'll take them either of them. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, ah, look, can't wait. Can't even describe what I'm feeling. It's played there, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, come here, congratulations. Appreciate cheers. the interview Thanks, and all the best next week. Cheers, cheers. Come on. That was <laughs> quite a happy Dara Campion talking to Davy after the game. And, and, and like he said it uh, to you, Davy, in, in the interview, you know, his first season and he's gone up to Division 1 and, you know, a footballer of his ability and a footballer of his confidence. I won't say arrogance. Mm. You know, that's where he wants to be playing his football. Yeah, he's pre- he has a great personality, great lad, um, real bubbly kind of character. The guys will know that as well. Um, he seems to have got, kind of fitted in seamlessly to the team and everything. You know, sometimes younger lads coming in can be a little bit shy and kind of slow to kind of integrate with with the, with the more senior kind oh, of pros. Darren wouldn't be. No, he's, he's not shy. No, no he's not shy. Sure. And uh, that that was probably reflected in his profile down in Ennis. But no, a, a great footballer. And in fairness to him, came on today, probably was a little bit, you know, surprised maybe to be to be left out of the team or whatever. But started the previous previous six games. You yeah, know, and, like and done, done quite <laughs> done well, well. In, in all of them. Um, and it's possibly just Andy kind of keeping things fresh and keeping guys on their toes and things like that. But he took it on the chin and came on and had a really good um, influence. Cut on the ball. He, there was one move around midfield where he was being pulled and dragged and fouled and you know the advantage kept going. And he just, he can weave and twist away from guys. He's a wonderful um, mover with the ball in hand as well. Um, so he's an exciting prospect he's only 20 years of age as yeah. well hopefully we're going to be looking at him for the next 10 or 12 years I like, think so he's that good a mover you'd wonder why he's relying on tender <laughs> <laughs> excellent but lads we've come uh, look great analysis of, of of the game and the players again we'll go to Kieran Flynn before we go to um, do the um, player ratings we're going to go to Kieran just for a couple of um, stats from today's game yeah, so overall the stats are quite good on our end for me. They obviously scored 212, 18 points. So we had a total of 22 shots, scoring 14 of them, which is 63%. 19 of those were from play, scoring 11, which is 57. Three, three dead balls, so we scored all three of those 100%. So we, we only had seven wides in that, which is good enough. But if you compare for Mana, who scored 11 points, they had 16 wides, 13 from play, three from freeze. So they had 28 shots in total, scoring 11, which is 39%. And they had 22 shots from play, only scoring 9, which is 40. And they had 6 frees, scoring only 2, which is 33%. So just overall, their stats were very Just when weak. you mentioned that, like they had an awful lot of shots, is that something to be concerned about? Or was it all from outside with, the shooting with, range? With the, wind, with the wind in the first half, they had 8 wides <coughs> in that first 10-minute period. And as Brian mentioned... first 10 minutes? Yeah, they had 8. And uh, someone actually in the Fermanagh bench roared 10, but they didn't. They only had 8 because... 
the stats man corrected him straight away and I could have corrected him but I probably would have got a slap probably <laughs> give me my shot but, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah. like just, just actually just on that um, I, I wouldn't be worried in the sense that a lot of them were actually pot shots as That's a result yeah. so, yeah. so what was happening was they, they were trying to work it in and the mead defence was absolutely brilliant and the crowd what was even better I thought we were four points down but the crowd were absolutely urging the players to work their socks off and get back we were pressing there was blocks made yeah. there was pressing there was kind of shadowing if you couldn't make a block put a guy under pressure and, and they weren't easy shots but they were actually they weren't just shots that they were taken on because you know they had plenty of time and space they didn't they were actually put under pressure by the mead lads yeah, which forced them into kicking wide and kicking them short yeah. and then again I don't hate but Rory Gallagher and the selector were absolutely comedic on the sideline as well they kept on like they were like owl lads in the pub it's like take off the wee fella he's shit take him off he can't score fuck they're, they're roaring and balling and I just because I said about culture and all in our team like it's so positive you like, do realise now you're going to have to download a bleep so I, I did bleep myself for, for, for all no. the amount of times that you cursed in that I mean, people probably won't understand yeah, you didn't, I'm, I'm sure you didn't in order an accent yeah. so we I won't did it in a man accent you, like the two boys were like oh take off the wee lad there was about four lads with five foot fives I was confused they <laughs> were actually small enough yeah yeah, no, look, I, I've seen Fermanagh playing over the last few years a good few times and they, um, uh, they, they would be quite small um, uh, uh, in stature. Yeah, apart from the two boys in midfield. Lads, we're going to move on now and do our um, uh, player ratings for today's game. This is the, well, second last player ratings that we'll be doing before we go into championship. And um, I'm going to start off with Andrew Colgan in goals, lads. And uh, Kieran, how would you rate... Uh, Colgan's uh, performance today uh, straight away we're analysing he's very close to a 9 only for the fact that he didn't get challenged in the goals his kickouts were actually extremely good today like, he actually kicked one in the second half with the wind directly to Michael Newman at, Michael Newman at full forward and his kickouts were absolutely wonderful today See, the, only, the only reason that probably he couldn't give him a 9 is he didn't get challenged maybe in the actual goals itself but his kickouts were close to as good as they're going to get like you can't ask much more than him, so probably an eight just for the fact he didn't have to do anything really to save the ball. Yeah, um, and Brian Kelly, what are you rating Mr. Colgan today? Well, I actually thought he pulled off a very good save later on in the game. Mm. I know the game was won at that stage, but he's, he wanted to save it, he wanted to keep a clean sheet, and good he stuff. did. So, if Kieran Stockton and Mark for not pulling off a good save. I'd give him the extra one. I'd give him a nine. Oh, and it's down to David Rispin. David Rispin. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the. The, the fall guy. The Grinch, yeah, here. I'm going to give him an eight. I just I give him a nine, though. I, I, I forgot about the saves, so give him a nine, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. too late. <laughs> the oh, man is yeah. Grinchiness. I was, no, I There's was no room say, for no, Grinches no, in the past. <laughs> a, a fantastic save um, as well towards the end. I, I actually forgot about that myself. Kickout's very good second half. Just in the first half, there was two now that went astray in the first ten minutes when we were under pressure. I think one over the sideline one directly to them such but a corner forward and never did kick out into the Gale yeah. Force wind you know oh, no thankfully I'd be up the other end chilling checking your time yeah. <laughs> but uh, no in fairness to him settle after that was a difficult opening for him and uh, kick outs were fine after that 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 kick out to Mickey Newman in the second half was brilliant by the way it was yeah. just unreal yeah, yeah I, I, I just had a feeling that everybody was getting a 10 this week but anyways <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do it properly uh, Seamus Lavin lads cornerback uh, Davy Rispin yeah, super. Um, really, really good. Uh, constant track going forward. I think you're you're probably going to tempt faith and mark a score before I actually give you one. But um, no, excellent. And he's um he's one of them kind of players who's consistently good for us. He's not just kind of up and down. No, he's really settled into it. 
to the role too. You have to remember this is only his second year as well. You know, in the setup. But his average rating so far is eight. Like in, in yeah, eight I, I'd say he's yeah, he's definitely an eight. I don't know if the guys want to want to push even further, but he's definitely an eight. Kieran Flynn, I think eight as well. I think it's kind of game as much as it was a tight affair at times. Like we dominated for so long, such long periods of the game that for a corner back, you couldn't really say he did extravagant things because he was just constantly really good like. mm. so I think an 8 is a fair score we got promoted today I'm giving him a 9 well, two hits. Two hits, but uh, in fairness to Brian Kelly, at least, uh, you know, Seamus Lavin, when he listens back to it, he can say, well, Brian Kelly's all right. So he, yes. know, <laughs> he, he knows his football. <laughs> but for, yeah. but that Brian Kelly is, fella is all right. He had one solo. He had one solo where he mm. just forgot how to solo, where he yeah. just had the ball and just kicked it ahead of himself and ran into his man. It was kind of like the up and under kind of thing. It was funny, like for a fella who didn't put a foot wrong. Lads, our fullback, Connor McGill, he's been exceptional all year. Um, Brian Kelly. What do you reckon? Um, I'm getting prompted here from either side. <laughs> one, one lad is saying yeah, the other lad is saying no. So <laughs> typical card of forward. Kira, I'm going to give him a ten. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm not going to say which side I was prompted, but I definitely a ten. Like oh yeah, I'd say a ten. As yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So someone is lying. But go ahead, but uh, <laughs> we won't say who it was. Connor Are we forward. giving our tens? Yeah, Connor forward. Connor ten. forward. Did, like, did he do anything wrong at all? No. No, and everything was just impeccable, and he really dominated. High ball came into the square. A few, few long balls. I was talking to his father after the game, we were just talking briefly. Since when the high ball came in, there was under no circumstance were you worried. Really, you weren't expecting him to make a mistake. Really, you just said. To be fair, catch. though, I thought he was actually at fault for the Sean Quigley goal. I don't know what. Oh, the, the phantom, the phantom goal. Yeah, I, I thought I, McGill was kind of caught for that one, as was yeah. everyone else. But yeah, yeah. Well, I was the only one that was really caught. So. <laughs> Well, your performance, Kieran Flynn, is getting a zero this week for that. I know we we'll come. We can come on to the music and the impeccable BBC voices. Yeah, that, that I love the cranberries at halftime. I have yeah. to say, so, and yeah, well, the prodigy yeah. just before Ron Levine as well. Yeah. That was Compton on before. And That's uh, right. It was part Compton and Metallica. So and Metallica. Just probably a nine. I got docked one mark for a fake goal. So a nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fake no, news. No, Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Exonerated. Lads, we're moving on to uh, Ronan Ryan uh, debut season, and we're going to go to David Risman first. Uh, I know he's a friend of yours and the whole lot, but. <laughs> He was before the rating. Anyway. <laughs> no, he's he's a great lad in fairness and uh, you know, first year in sort of the same as Campo, like he's he's only into the setup and he's really settled in and kind of made that position his own. Um another solid outing today. He actually covers an incredible amount of ground. He he might not always get the ball, but he's always an option for the you know, running forward as well, which is actually a trait of all of our backs, yeah. whether that's the half back line or full back line, like they're all comfortable. We have a luxury in our full back and half back line of guys who are brilliant defenders, mm. but they can offer so much going yeah, forward yeah, as well, yeah. and they make the right decisions when yeah. they get forward. Yeah, and they know exactly when to go forward and when not. To. Yeah. Uh, Connor McGill is probably the best example of that, and Seamus Lavin and Rowan Ryan are very good at it too. And I suppose it's the, you know, it's the cohesion with the half back line as well that. Your, you know, that understanding that if the boys do bomb up, Donald Kogan can actually, you know, sit back or whoever it may be in that position can actually just sit back, cover the guy and let him go forward. And that's that's a relationship that just doesn't happen like that. It takes a while to, to build, but it's something that we've certainly worked on and, and it's been a feature of our defence all year. And are you going to give him a score? I'd say nine. Nine, yeah. Brian Kelly. Yeah, he actually showed his versatility today as well because when Gavin McKay came on in the second half, Ronan Ryan dropped back into cornerback. 
Um, like which that's a real attribute to have on any defender who's flexible. He can play any one of four positions, two corners or two wings. That's a huge attribute to have. And, and your score from? I'm going to give him a nine. So we don't even have to go to Kieran. Ah, we will. <laughs> Kieran, um, how did you rate Roman Ryan's performance? I'll actually give you a rating first. I did the boys avoided nine. Nine <laughs> done. Okay, well done, Roman Ryan. That's absolutely fantastic. Solid lad. Like, uh, we've had a nine, an eight, a ten, and a nine in our uh, first four players in, in the defence. James McEntee, um, we're going to go to Brian Kelly. James McEntee, back, scores a goal and a point. You know, uh, the, the, the game last week was kind of like a run out for him. But this week, you know, he pushes on and scores a goal and a point as well from wing back. I'll keep it short, ten. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd give him a 10 uh, I think he was he, he made a small error Jeez, it looks the, like Chris the, wasn't here with the grid yeah, like, <laughs> at, at the very end of the first half he actually was in possession and literally kicked the ball back without looking and actually Fermanagh got a score just before half time it was a very rare error from someone like James and uh, second half he was outstanding like he was absolutely brilliant but on that I just couldn't give him a 10 I'd have to give him a 9 ok and Kieran Flynn you get the deciding vote Davis you're, you're are wrong, the, you're wrong either way, so go on. You are the weakest link. <laughs> that is 10. That is 10. Um, I, 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 I can see and I agree with your 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 um, evaluation of it and the lads maybe, you know, need to be thinking, you know. We have to, we, you we have can't to, be just throwing out 10s for, like, for no, yeah. for no sake. Well, no, he, he, I think you James, make a mistake, that kind of takes away from one. You were, giving, so you, you were, you were dropping lads last week for getting black cards, which they shouldn't have got. And now... A guy is actually getting, giving away hot a heavy in the pod. <laughs> you know, it's early bedtime. We have to call it a spade here. Nice we apologise for the crankiness of David Rispin. <laughs> he needs twelve also. hours in the in the betting salon, or not the betting salon. The tanning, the tanning. Go home, Flynn. You're drunk. Because <laughs> I think tired. that's what we. That's what this pod is missing. We've no drink. We're gone demented. We're gone demented. <laughs> we should be drinking, lads. We're moving on to Mister Consistency. Uh, Donald Kyogen. We've given James McIntyre a ten. We're going on to centre half back Donald Kyogen and also Dave Force. I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have no problem giving him a ten. Uh, Flawless, Do you know, like he just never has a as a. The guy is just a machine. He is, and he, he's he's very similar to James in the way that he carries the ball and he's well able to you know take his men on and you know offers an attacking dimension from the half back line as well and like he's, and gets back. And I, I'm so happy for him because you know he's put so much into yeah. it. He has a lot going on. I never mentioned him when I was saying the yeah. players that have been there for so long. And, and like been, you know he's he's put a lot on hold and stuff as regards you know he's a good job and that and he's, he's been in college previously when he's actually been playing for me then he soldiered on throughout um, and as you said he's joined captain with Mento and um, I'm just so happy for him to get to get the chance to play Division 1 football next you're so year. happy to get if, that he gets a 10 as well yeah. Yeah. His, his block his block in the second half was insane I remember it was like a it was kind of a dispossession slash block your man your man he was definitely about 5 or 6 yards ahead of him hmm. and Donald just came in and just kind of came around him and kind of half blocked him and dispossessed him and like everyone cheered the block, but when they saw it was Donald Kyogen, they weren't that impressed. So that makes sense because it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what he, he does. just does it, and he got Standard, it. And yeah. one of the Fermanagh lads, the sub goal, he's the actual goalie. He got dropped. I don't know why. That's a different story. We are Fermanagh. I can discuss that. <laughs> but, uh, Kieran, but, you're talking an awful lot about Fermanagh. Yeah, it's a mean podcast. Oh yeah, but good old lads up there too. But they were saying they'd love to have him. At one point, just one of the subs said we'd love to have him. What score are you giving him, Kieran? 
10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. Brian 10. Kelly. I'm not going to argue with these lads. 10. 10. That Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's last. Three tens. Past your bed and we still have to go on to Shane Gallagher. Played a corner back. Brian Kelly. Shane Gallagher from Simonson. What, what way do you rate his performance? He's just he's playing really well since he came in. Um, I think a nine. I think nine would be fair. Yeah, Kieran. I think he'd be more maybe in the Lavin Elk. I think maybe the an eight would be better because I think he played very well, but I don't think he had maybe the great moments. Maybe I think he just kind of apart from great moments, did he do his job? Did he? Make well, he was exceptionally efficient. I think eight. Well, he'd be kind of this eight point eight and a half. But he's kind of he'd be an eight for me now. But I'd be. Other lads might have different. Comes to David Risbon for the deciding vote on Shane Gallagher. Yeah, well, since I'm surprised the boys aren't giving him a 10 the way they've been going tonight, but I uh, know. Just the cat has oh, closed. The cat has closed. I know. As you said, didn't didn't put a foot wrong all day. Um, has come into the team kind of halfway through the league, and you know, he's he's really made the position his own. So I'd, I'd be hard pressed not to give him a nine, to be honest with you. Yeah, so two nines, well done to Shane Gallagher. Um, just goes about his business so professionally. Feel sorry for Lavin now. Can we go back? <laughs> well, lucky that, that was the way he went. But like you know, an eight. Th- yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with an eight. Just when you compare lads, so you could do this. You could do this differently every time you think about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you hear not other people, no, you hear what other people say. You know, not enough things. We're going to move on now to Brian Menton in midfield, lads. Um, uh, the joint captain with Donald Kyogen. Um, we go to Kieran the first this time. Yeah, Brian in the middle of the field, he the first I said the first kind of ten minutes we struggled kinda of just the general onslaught of Fermanagh and we didn't really win a lot in the middle of the field. But then once we got our kind of wits together, uh, Brian started to dominate the middle of the field, the kickouts with Colgan started to click, he started to get up and down the field, starts dominating possession. So it's kinda of another one, do you do you punish his score with the kind of first ten minutes where he wasn't involved that much or do you give him the nine for the rest of the game? It's kinda of close maybe, so might hook me yet, see what the other say, maybe. Oh, he's holding off and giving no, us just a score. I, I think, I think Brian Kelly. David's going against, he's voting against my score, so I just want to <laughs> go to ask him, go yeah. after David for now. Uh, well, well, what we might do from <laughs> yeah. now on is we might bring these into separate rooms to get your score. Secret battle. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Brian Kelly, what, what score would you rate um, Brian Menton? Um, you have to give him a score up based on the entire 70 minutes and not a selective 60. Thank you. Um, I give him a 7 on that basis. Okay, might sound harsh but we, were, we were cleaned out of in the first 10 minutes and had Fermanagh their shooting boots on we could have been and then, good and before then we behind clean Fermanagh out for the remaining 60 yeah yeah, I think that's harsh um, oh, de- he's definitely an 8 like uh, you know I agree that you know the guys kind of struggled to get into it you know first 10 minutes particularly winning, winning their own kickouts but when they did you know whether he was catching the ball or breaking it um, to killing O'Sullivan and James McEntee and it wasn't just breaking as in like breaking up wherever there was actually you know there were educated breaks he was either palming it down left right behind in front class uh, eight kicked a great score yeah. too as well yeah. I think kind of the, that was kind of the point I was kind of at the start I think he was seven kind of the early exchanges but he changed into a nine for the definite second half so I think you probably have to get kind of close to what Davis and get him kind of that eight because he kind of had nearly two performances. He kind of started slow, but he kicked on and dominated then. So I think eight is fair. Yeah, I think eight is fair. And uh, just uh, for Brian Kelly, I just did a little bit of a uh, uh, mathematics on it. So you're saying for the first 10 minutes, he was poor. But for the next 60 minutes, he was great. So one-seventh of the game, not including added time or whatever. So one-seventh of the game, he was poor. So one-seventh of 10 is 1.428. So you should have been giving him an eight. You're just a nasty person, so <laughs> 
Det var clinically insane. In fact, you should have gotten 8.58, which brings him up to a 9, but we're not even going to mark. Uh, argue we don't do halves in this place. We discussed that. Exactly. Um, we're going to move Just on. Just go back to your over 40s football, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do something right, you do it right. Uh, we're going to move on now to Shane McIntyre, uh, his partner in the middle of the oh, that field. Was actually, that, <laughs> uh, can we take a moment? Actually, that was, that was world-class research there. I'm happy with that. That was world-class. That I was really went there. I, did, I, just didn't, I didn't even bring in the added time at the end of the first half and no. second half. I'd just like to add that in. It could have made it worse for you, sir. But right. you only play for 70 minutes, so that added time was a stoppage during the game. So then your facts would have been around. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on now to Shane McIntyre. We're going to go to David Rice, but uh, again, you know what a year this man's having at midfield. Yeah, worked extremely hard again, and probably similar to Mento, really kind of found it tough going in the in the opening few minutes, and I and I suppose probably carrying a knock from last weekend. I think he came off very early in Ennis, but got into the game and, and improved as the game went on, and actually caught a really good ball. I think it was in midway through the second half in, in midfield from a kicker, and it's not something you'd really associate with Shane McAtee. He wouldn't be the tallest High of players. Like yeah, 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 exactly. Um, normally, just kind of you know goes about his business and works, and he wouldn't always be kind of our go-to man from kickouts. But caught a really good ball, worked hard. Um, yeah, very good. An eight for me, I'd say. Brian Kelly. Um, Don't make me take out the mathematics tables again. <laughs> Debate with the ruler next. <laughs> <laughs> if I gave one midfielder seven, I'm going to have to be consistent and give seven oh. to the other. Even though you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, you have to be, you have to be equally <laughs> fair. You have to be consistently wrong. Yeah. Uh, and now going to Kieran. Yeah, Kieran. using the same rationale, I will be consistent. I'll give him an eight as well. <laughs> no, I think I, I'm just delighted for the guy. You know, he's he like there's no doubt about it. He took some flack last year from the supporters, but oh. he's been moved into the midfield and. You know, he's just given it everything and he's been so consistent at midfield. It's brilliant uh, to see probably, it. we'll just talk about Flack. Uh, anyone was at the game today, the front cover, we had, Seth and Brian were doing a bit of development in the kind of the upcoming weeks of the game. That you notice it's uh, Myro Shocknessy and Shane McIntyre on the front cover and they're they're currently courting at the moment. So they're... they're posh and bags. Yeah, posh and bags of, of me, GA. So Exclusive. <laughs> so I was just in the dressing room because I was there already putting things in the dressing room of that programme and that and Brian McMahon walked in first and she nearly fell out of the chair when he saw the two of them on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and they, they had a good bit of a laugh at his expense. Now, Campo's, Campo's six foot was still... It's still a joke as well, so <laughs> as well he says that hasn't got any taller this week. <laughs> he needs to be measured when he's lying down. Apparently, yeah. you're a couple not, of centimeters. Not the heels so. in the palace. No. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to the half forward line, lads, and uh, Killian O'Sullivan, um, four points, one from a free, and uh, just uh, an impeccable performance. And we're going to go to Brian Kelly first. Killian O'Sullivan, four points, three from play, constantly drove it for Mana. Brilliant all round performance. Ten. How was he in the first ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Working hard. Actually, yeah. Brilliant. He was the one who stemmed the tide really in that first ten minutes. We're going to go to Kieran. Yeah, short and sweet. Ten dominated the game, start to finish. He's he's rocking that haircut again in Paratulch and rocking it out. You know. Yeah. Last, getting... His last three games against Caleri was a nine. Against Clary was a nine. Man in the match in both of them games, and he gets a ten against for Man. He's just week. traveling he's ground. He's just traveling yeah. ground at some ferocious pace. Like, I that's like not clear. And, and scoring as well. Like he wouldn't have always been associated with one of being one of our main scoring Score threats. Yeah, yeah. And he and he really has added that to his game, which is fantastic for us. You know, arrives arrives on the on the play real late kind of. 
Yeah. And with his with his pace and running at pace, he's lethal. And we talked about it breaking the tackle at pace. And that's something that he's really added as opposed to slowing down going into the tackle, probably getting swallowed up a little bit. He's actually taking the ball through the tackle now and um, you know, the defenders can't deal with him. Um he's 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 had an exceptional campaign. A massive massive thing as well. well. We said we mentioned at the Cork podcast, we said that he was getting grief off the ball in that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the fact that other players are playing well around him is freeing him up a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. But even I still notice teams are still trying to give him grief off the ball, but he's actually He's doing something that maybe Jamer Connolly did maybe a few years back. He's actually avoiding play, mm. stepping out of it, and then he's coming in and just cleaning it because they can't get near him because he's coming at pace. And just another Brilliant. point, actually, uh, Jay Cullen for, for Mana was causing us serious problems in that first 10 minutes, kicked a serious point, did number three in his back, but didn't play there. Um, he's a fantastic defender, you know, countrywide. But he actually had to go and mark Killian after Killian started, you know, getting into the game and playing well, which actually eliminated Jay Cullen as an attacking threat for Fermanagh, which was huge because he was really, really dominating us first ten minutes and Killian actually made him think about, you know, what he's supposed to do and that's defend. So that was not another maybe side point as well. Yeah, and he made him t- think about how he'll have to learn how to defend <laughs> against somebody like of his calibre in the in the not too distant future. It's absolutely brilliant. Killian O'Sullivan a ten and well deserved. We're gonna move on now to centre forward and that was Ben Brennan today. It was Eaton Divine in the programme, but it was Ben Brennan who started um at centre forward. And Brian Kelly, we we'll go to you again first this time. Yeah, Ben um, came off at half time. Just speaking to him after the game, he was out for about ten days after the Kildare match with an injury. With an injury, yeah. And I think he was just feeling the pace of the game at that stage. He said he, you'd know he missed a bit of time with training. Um, kicked a lovely free, really set the tone in the forward line for the work rate again. Picked up a yellow card. Rory Gallagher was at him, and it should have been a red. Rory should have gone to spec savers. Um, <laughs> probably the fact that he did only lasted a thirty five minutes. Might sound a bit harsh, but probably a seven. Okay, um, go to Davy Rispin. Yeah, I, I spoke to Ben as well after the game, and um, yeah, probably said that he he might have gassed out a little bit um after thirty five, but he did mention the tackle getting the yellow card earlier on, and I think he made another foul as well, and the referee had a little word in his ear, so he was probably teetering on the edge there, um, another foul, and he might have probably got his what got his marching order, so it was probably a little bit to do with both. Yeah. Um. But he did really well when he was on the pitch for me. Like it wasn't it as if he was. Does. Yeah. So busy getting on ball, and he and he really was in fairness and trying to pick the passes. Uh, kicked a really good free over by the terrace off the ground. You know, typical Ben Brennan style against the wind. Too, against yeah. the breeze, yeah, tricky breeze as well, blowing across the field. Um. You know, good to get the game back under his belt. Sort of the same as James McIntyre last weekend. Not at his brilliant best last weekend, and probably same applies to Ben this week. So hopefully we'll see a much improved Ben Brennan. Uh, next next weekend in Crow Park and your score from I'd, I'd say 7 as well I think 7 yeah. is fair enough yeah, yeah. I think 7 as well and hopefully like the last time he was in Crow Park uh, in a in a final was the junior final yeah. and he was that was the game that put him on the radar of the yeah. senior football team and he's never looked back since so I think hopefully he gets a run out in Crow Park next week and he he gives himself credit again and dominates again we're going to, well done to Ben Brennan and we, as you said, <coughs> seven points or seven of a score of seven in, in, in one half of football is exceptional. So well done to Ben. We're going to move on to <coughs> the other wing forward and that's Barry Dardis getting a start. You know, he's pushed for that over the last number of weeks, lads, and uh, gets in onto the field and scores a goal and a point again today. He just seems to be such a goal threat, Kieran. Yeah, and I think he's just he's translating form from the club championship where he's been the top scorer for Summerhill and in the county 
for numerous years and he's just he's just a gold threat, an excellent uh, technically proficient footballer. And like there's kind of maybe times of the game he might drift in and out of kind of open play and probably that's probably the weakest part of his game is chasing lads off the ball. But once he's on it, he's excellent. And people it's exciting. They just like you don't know what he's gonna do because he's got the skill levels to kick off both feet and do wondrous things. And if he keeps scoring, sure, like that's he comes on, he scores. Like he starts, he scores. He comes on, he scores. So just have to keep keep rolling. What score would you give him today? Probably an eight, I think, for a score. I think Brian Kelly. If ever a man owed Sean Tobin a pint, it's Barry Dardis. Until Sean Tobin got injured, he was a goalkeeper. Yeah. Tobin gets injured before the Donegal match. He's drafted onto the panel, and he hasn't looked back since. Yeah. One of the top scores we have in the league. Probably the top score now from play after today. Um, quietly effective overall, chipped in with a goal and a pint. I'd say probably an eight is a fair enough score. Cool, and we're going to go to Davy for the last one, but it is an eight. We've got two mm. and three. For yeah, eight. no, I'd, I'd probably go along with an eight as well. I think um, he's after scoring 1 1 for three out of his last four, four games, games yeah. which is incredible. Um, and up to the goal, he was quiet, and it was one of them where you know we were playing against the Breeze, and so it was making you. We'll come to him in a minute, but uh, the goal was Barry's. He shows such composure when he's in them positions. You know what? The Cork game was the same. He got the ball, could have blasted, actually dummied soul of the the keeper. Did the same today. Got the ball, could have actually palmed it. Actually took it in, took a side step, and coolly slowed away. He just has that kind of cool head in front of goal, which is what you want from your corner forward. Yeah. Um. And then kicked a really good score in the second half and showed really well in the second half too. Yeah, eight for me. Brilliant. Uh, great scoring from Barry Dardis. Like uh, three eights and a six um, and three substitute appearances. Um, <laughs> that's just incredible. And as you said, three games at goal and a point. And if he uh, practices soccer, he might have scored another goal last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's You're still true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, Pick t- up the ball. Pick up the ball, will you? <laughs> no, no. I'm going to take him aside for a couple of soccer lessons. And he'll, oh, Jesus. The orchestral movers in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it, Barry. Don't do it. <laughs> you never saw me playing soccer. We're going to move on now to the full forward line. Brian McMahon, lads. And we're going to go to David Rispin. Yeah, typical uh, Brian McMahon performance. I think he was very busy in the first half when, when we needed him to kind of come out. and like He, he basically switched with Barry Jardis. Barry Jardis was, was a corner forward and, mm-hmm. and Brian McMahon played wing forward, which is something he's probably... It's, it's nothing new to him. He's kind of been playing most of his football there this year anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Got on ball and kind of made things happen. You know, chase kind of a link man now. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's an unusual role. In fairness, for a forward, it's it's a, it's a role you nearly associate with a defender playing as a forward. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um. But no, was was good without being spectacular. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. What score would you give him? I'd say seven, borderline eight. I'll probably let the lads fight that one out. Okay, I think for seven, turn. like. His ability on the ball to beat a man one on one was brilliant, and he got a few chances today because of Fermanagh had to kind of out of their shell, and which was great from a spectator's point of view. But he got one ball on the sideline, and he just jinked to the left and went right, and he left the Fermanagh that he broke his ankles completely, like he just wasn't <laughs> able. And even there was a bit of a kind of kind of a jump and a kind of a hoo ha, and the the Fermanagh lads beside us, they're just completely shocked that he did it, like. So he has that ability, and he got a few times today more than other days. Yeah, he's got great the, speed and agility. I think seven is probably a fair score because. The only thing that's really letting him down is he's just not getting on the score sheet with kind of any kind of heavy scoring. He's maybe getting dispossessed in the tackle the other time. But when he avoids the tackle and he's working so hard, he's brilliant. What score would you give him? I think it's seven. I think seven, seven is fair. Brian Kelly. Yeah, I think if you open the paper tomorrow, anyone who wasn't at the game from different counties and see a forward who doesn't score, you think, right, he's had a bad game. It couldn't be further from the truth. 
-hmm. he's linking play he's working hard he's creating space for others inside um, probably a seven again excellent yeah three sevens for Brian McMahon and he's been he's just been doing his job going about his job doing something for the team he sacrifices it, his scores not, not for, the, for the best of the team and, and, and for the betterment of the team and which is absolutely brilliant we're going to move on to our full forward now Mickey Newman and we'll go to Kieran Flynn first yeah I think Mickey Newman just again he's kind of coming more and more into his role as kind of the leading forward like he doesn't he doesn't dominate we'll say the play and like beat lads for pace or anything but he's got one of the most silkiest fake solos in the country like he must have done that at least 15 times the same fella today I think he, yeah. he just wasn't figuring it out like <laughs> but again he hit for the the long kicker that came directly from from Colgan he got on the end of that and it was just he just played very well kind of didn't do anything. three points one from a free yeah he just played very well there was no real errors in his game I think dispossessed maybe once or twice but I don't think they were really his fault he just got ganged up on Say so over, I'd say probably an eight is a fair score. Davy Rispin? Yeah, I, I, close to a nine for me. I thought, you know, he, he kind of has been a little bit off the boil as of late. Uh, had a really good start to the campaign, but kind of, you know, tailed off and he wasn't well, I know, up in, um, or down in down Cork. Dennis, or Cork. Down in Cork, I think it was, yeah. Or was it Donegal? Yeah, no, Cork. I'm nearly sure it was Cork. He it was wasn't in Cork or down in yeah. Donegal. Yeah. So, um, but no, looking back to his best today, I thought first half was, was a tough one for him and Barry, as we've mentioned already. Second half, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was a real focal point for us, full forward. Um, the, the Colgan kick kind of showed his pace. It wouldn't have been something that you'd always associate with Mickey Newman, but got out in front. But anyone that plays command him in the junior football, when there's 10 lads chasing him with yeah. axes, we've played him a couple of yeah. times, and uh, yeah, we, we know all about it. Yeah, he's a class act. But, um, yeah, probably. I'd probably teeter towards a nine. Now, are you teetering towards a three? No, he's Well, I'll get the calculator out again there. It's, it's all right, don't worry. I'll, I'll come to the calculator in a minute if I need it. Uh, Brian Kelly, how, how would you rate Mickey Newman's performance? It's probably the first time this year where he's outscored from played and what he's done from freeze. Uh, so for that reason alone, as a full forward, your main score, I'll give him a nine. Wow, oh, brilliant. I love it. I think a nine is probably, it would have been an eight and a half for me. I think nine is... Oh, yeah. You didn't say eight and a half to No, but I'm not allowed to. No, but you didn't, so... I'm not allowed to. Lads, will you just relax? Jeez, there's a... There, like, <laughs> on the, on, lads, I, on the day that we go up, is our fighting like bitches here? <laughs> two, two kids. Two oh, kids. Oh, coming from the... Well, you're the kid, you're the queen, anyway. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on now to uh, Tomas uh, O'Reilly, Wolf Tones man, playing a corner forward. He's been... Uh, he's just been... Brilliant, um, so consistent all year. And we go to Davy Rispin this time for the first. Yeah, I thought I thought he was excellent. Now last weekend, um, I thought he was a little bit quiet today. I have to be honest. Um, I didn't think he got into the game as much as he did last week, or he was involved as he was last weekend. Um, probably just struggled a little bit. And as as you know, as the game went on, and the kind of more he didn't get into the game, probably, you know, affected his performance a little bit more than it might have. Um, had he got you know an early score or something, for example, uh. So for that reason, I, I think I'd have to give him a seven. I, I couldn't probably merit giving him out more. I don't know what the guys think. Brian Kelly? Yeah, he probably had to adapt his game a little bit from what he has been doing. Because up to now, it was him and Mickey inside. Whereas today, you had Barry Dardis there as well. So Barry kind of took over the score and mantle to a degree. So probably a seven. Okay. Um, Kieran Flynn? Yeah, I think the lad summed it up nicely. I think seven. Like We know the potential is there to to light the game up but he just didn't get much opportunity today a bit further away from the goal but overall he was efficient he's a great man off the ball you see an awful lot of him doing the press and the chase 
and he's brilliant at that so I think seven is fair I'm just going to uh, the subs that were used today we're going to go through them uh, by their numbers uh, Adam Flanagan lads uh, was he came on today how long was he not not too long I, I don't think you could rate him to be honest with you I don't think he was on long enough um, you but, know, but that's two two games he's after coming on now off the bench last week he came on at half time so he's clearly um, training well did and very he's put well himself last in week in Ennis yeah he's put himself in a position now that you know he's he's pushing which is what you want Gavin McCoy uh, Kieran yeah, I think Gavin probably wasn't on long enough to give him a, a big rate but he, he was effective in what he did at that stage it was just kind of don't make any mistakes. Keep the pressure on. So, like when he's on the field, he's definitely a seven or close to an eight. But he probably did not long enough, maybe, to give him a score. Yeah, he's definitely. But the, but, but he did everything right. Like yeah. So on. that he's what he's doing is he's putting on putting pressure on on the players. Yeah. Uh, in in the defense, uh, you know he's he's looking at them saying, look, I'm right behind you. If any is or not having a great around, game, like, you know. I'll be I'll be I'll be in there. It's great to see him. I'm delighted for Gavin McCoy having such a great season. Uh, number twenty, Graham Riley. Um, you know, we've talked about Graham Riley being, you know, this super sub, and he's really embraced it. Uh, Brian Kelly, you know, he's embraced that part of his game. You know, that to be brought in as a sub and and to be used in such an effective way. Yeah, he's probably been known over the years for his flashy points, kind of thirty five, forty yards out, sailing between the posts. But today he came in. He just did a. He was a steady influence on the team. He did the simple thing. He just kept the game ticking over. Nothing extravagant, worked hard for the side, kind of the Ben Brennan role, if you like, just setting the tone, working, and really, really solid showing from Graham today. Okay, and long enough on to give him a rating? Well, he got 35 minutes. Well, we rated Ben for 35. We calculator out again. There we go. <laughs> so you didn't put a foot wrong. What, rate, what rating are you giving I'd Graham? Give, I'd give him a seven. Seven. Kieran Flynn? Uh, I think I'd be just ever slightly more, I think more an eight, because I don't think he did anything really negative. And I think it's even just uh, it's always interesting. We always bit of crack with uh, Martin O'Halloran at the games, kind of, but the announcements and that. Like, there's certain players you always do a bit more emphasis on them when they're coming on or off because you know the crowd will always respond. And Sir Graham Riley, it took me about seventeen seconds to say his name because I was doing that slow and and kind of getting it out there. Yeah, it was like it was like your man. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, it, was yeah. it was like a it was like a boxing match yeah. or something. But like, is this about Graham or you? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. The, I'm the, not reason sure. It, the reason it took him so long was he was still eating the food from half time. No, oh, <laughs> if you saw me there, I was out in the field, everyone in the prawn sandwiches, Brian. You were eating them. What score would you rate Graham Riley? Eight, because again, he came on. The whole crowd reacted to him. The players reacted to him. Everything was positive. He's just got a calming on. influence when he comes eight, on. Eight, an easy eight. Davey Risman. I'm going to be the Grinch. Again, I'm going to agree with Brian. I think a seven. I, I, I didn't think he had the the impact that he's had in previous weeks. Um, did give everyone a lift, of course. He did when you see Graham Riley coming on, supporters and players alike. But um, just, yeah, they got in for a chance there at the end. It was one of them where he was in goal himself. Probably should have went himself. Went to, went to pass it across and kind of messed it up. Um, but look, we'll need Graham Riley for another day when the games are a lot closer. So um, we'll be delighted to see him then, hopefully in the league final. I think the last of the substitutions to be used uh, is James Conlon. Did, did Mead only use four subs today? No, I had a five. Campo commands. Dara Campion. Oh yes, I'll come back to Dara. Yes, uh, James uh, Conlon was he on long enough uh, to mark your? I don't think not long enough to score, or he was on long enough to score. Sorry, not long enough to race, but. Yeah. Uh, he got on the ball, he scored, he didn't really have that much of a time on the field to influence it, but positive to see a lad come on, like, 
didn't. I think the last time he got game was against Tony Dublin. Gaul, Tony Gall. Yeah, it was Tony Gall. He was yeah. very frustrated last week too because he was stripped and ready to come on for Graham Riley when after Graham got the goal, they thought it was a blood sub, and James was ready. Andy had given him his instructions, and next thing Graham was okay, so he didn't get on. And I think, um, he worked. That's what you want. Yeah, you want he worked really. The bit, he worked yeah. hard at training this week. He got his chance. He came on. He scored a lovely point. He could have actually been a goal but he took the safe option you were winning just keep the scoreboard ticking over and he did the right thing David Rosman yeah really impressive um, little cameo from from the little man I suppose he's <laughs> uh, not the same little man that the Fermanabes are <laughs> no they're wee men <laughs> they're wee man he's <laughs> a little man but uh, no great bit of stuff and uh, was was a really good out ball actually when when we were trying to when everyone was tiring he was the one kind of down the channels and that that got on the ball took his man on the score he got was brilliant kind of Cut in along the end line mm-hmm. uh, and jinked in on his left foot and could have been a goal as you said but did the right thing good to see him get on the score sheet as well so uh, really encouraging yeah delighted to see one of our young guns getting a, a bit of game time and getting that experience and getting a score as well in such a high profile game the last of the subs lads Dar Campion um, he's been absolutely brilliant all year if you ask me um, playing at uh, number 11 or 13 or wherever uh, they, they, they've played him been very consistent, F- uh, five sevens and an eight. Was he on long enough to rate him this week, David? No, probably not. Again, uh, I didn't think so. He was. He probably got twenty minutes or fifteen twenty minutes. But uh, he's just so good on the ball. I love watching him play. I think he's he's a class act. Um, and he's he's just got such confidence for a young man as well that he's not afraid to do the extravagant things that you know possibly other guys might just do the sensible things and that. But you know it speaks volumes for the type of guy he is, uh, and he's going to have a big part to play in this in this league final and probably the championship going forward. Yeah, lad, do you agree? Yeah, I think in terms of a player right and swipe left, he wasn't on long enough. Uh, <laughs> or never swipe left. No. <laughs> if you're not in, you can't win. <laughs> Always right. Yeah. Kieran. Uh, well, I'm not going to comment on Davy Rispin's personal life, but uh, Campo definitely. He de- <laughs> oh God, he's just, but uh, yeah, de- he just borderline maybe amount of time, but he probably close to kind of a seven eight. Definitely kind of where he was, all good when he was there. He's again when he's on the ball, you're just wondering what's he gonna to do to influence the play because it's usually positive and it's usually extravagant. Yeah, so the cavalier in him is great to see. It's it's great to to see um you know the the panel being used as well. Like looking at it, twenty seven players used um uh, throughout the league campaign and uh, with a league final to go as well. Some of the players that have been more consistent have had breaks over and the last couple Adam of weeks. Adam Flanagan was on as well. We he not? was, yeah. We, have, yeah we, we spoke about Adam, yeah. She's yeah. a must-man in the moon yeah. there, wasn't he? We spoke about Adam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what must-man the Sean Quigley goal happened as well. A different personality <laughs> took over. <laughs> but uh, as I was saying, like it's great that few of the, the players that have played a, a lot of football uh, this year have got a break this week, got a few minutes as well here and there. And, you know, we're going into a league final um, against Donegal <clears throat> next weekend, Saturday, with some of the players being a little bit refreshed. Lads, a league final next Saturday, Crow Park, 5pm, playing Donegal. Would you have thought that at the start of the year, David Rispin? Jeez, oh, talk about putting me on the spot. Um, I, To be honest, at the start of the year, I wouldn't have looked at goals or anything like that. The, the first thing was beating Tipperary, and I think that was the, the view shared by anyone. That kind of set the tone for our campaign. Yeah. You know, the, Winning that game was so important for us. Had we lost that game, God knows what, what would have happened or, or whatever else might have followed. But 
uh, they show character that day and, and they've shown character throughout the campaign and they've gradually got better as well as it's gone. Like the Tipperary game wasn't vintage by any means, but it's just gradually kind of gone up and up and up. And um, it's kind of spiraled from there. And the best thing about it was for me, there was very little talk of promotion amongst the, the players and management. Like even when it was, <laughs> let's be honest about it, we can say it now, it was kind of sewn up after last weekend. It was never in doubt. Yeah, it was never in doubt. <laughs> but there, there wasn't actually talk of that. And I think Mickey said that in the interview that, you know, the, the, they were very grounded and mm. they actually were just taking it literally one game at a time. And I asked them about the league final and he says, well, to be honest, we actually haven't, you know, even thought about it. Our, our main goal today was beating Fermanagh and actually achieving promotion. Yeah. And which is great to hear because you always hear, you know, teams talking and, and I'm sure they were thinking about it. But there was, you know, it wasn't splattered all over the media and we're going up and all this kind of thing. But we are going up. Yeah, so, I say we are going up. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of our podcast from now on. Is we are going up. Um, yeah, we can for car time and on with that though. <laughs> <laughs> or not really. Don't say any or Sanchez sound really either. <laughs> Simon sound maybe the only hope. You're trying to from some place like Navin Amani's or not the way this exactly. well, At least I know, unfortunately. You know your history. Um, I suppose, uh, like Kieran for yourself for working in there with the county board and whatever. Um, and and Brian of course. Um, volunteering we don't get a cent for it unfortunately <laughs> only drive you up the week does it? <laughs> <laughs> well you're volunteering in there with the county board but you know um, 13 years away from the top table and it just shows you that the work that's been done behind the scenes over the last five six seven years uh, is coming to fruition now and that you know we've we've pumped a lot of money into our juvenile uh, 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 football and it's starting to pay rewards you've got lads We've got the experienced players, but we're getting the youth through into that team. And it only bodes well for when we go up to Division 1 that we've got these high-profile footballers coming behind them to join that team. Absolutely. like There's been a complete culture change probably about six or seven years ago. Really, the emphasis was just put on player development, be it from the under-14 talent academy all the way to the seniors. Like We've invested so much in strength and conditioning. We've invested in club coaching. Even in the programme, we had messages from teams and the squads and even simple, like a culture change, like we've mimicked some other counties with our Talent Academy jerseys. Uh, one criticism in the past was we were kind of giving jerseys to 14, 16-year-olds and they were going around like, we're on the Mead team, we're a big deal. Mm-hmm. But now we actually give out Talent Academy jerseys. It's kind of the idea you have to earn the jersey. And kind of Divine and Campion, these lads are kind of coming from that system where you have to earn your spot. They're coming then with an attitude, a really positive attitude. It's just everything's multifaceted. Like the older lads are there for so long, the likes of a Mickey Burke who's been there uh, soldiering on for so many years. He's like the impeccable strength and conditioning guy. And he pushes the bar that other lads to follow with training and all the different things. And No just, pun intended, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's late, very, but it's... Very cool about it. It's, <laughs> only, it's only when you're up late I start to come, you know, my mind really starts working, but you know. Just, just when you actually mentioned the jersey thing, something that I actually noticed from being on the pitch after the game and just kind of looking at the what was ensuing, a young supporter actually went up to Andy Colgan after the game and asked for his jersey you know keeper's jersey and he you know probably took it off gave it to the Gosson and like it was it was a class and, and it wasn't a he's thing been fined 70 euros now <laughs> the price of the jersey but uh, oh, Paddy Doyle won't be happy <laughs> yeah maybe no he definitely took it off and gave it to the young man but you thought it was a great touch like you know you see yeah. you see the soccer lads at it but it's easy for them to do um, but in fairness you know speaks volumes about the type of guys it does and, and, and when you mention uh, the pitch as well I want to commend uh, uh Brian Kelly on on, on, on on something that he did during the week um, where he came up with an idea of giving out um, 
juvenile passes to all the schools and uh, to all the school kids and to see the pitch at halftime today with I think I'm not good at judging crowds but I'd say there was about 78,000 mm-hmm. kids uh, on on Park Tolgen Field today but it was just it was just beautiful it was just uh, like it was incredible it was incredible yeah. well done thanks very much Mickey well one of the stated aims of Andy over the camp over the league was he wants to build a bigger bond there's always been a bond there between the players and supporters but he wants to make that even bigger and as Davy said the child coming up to Andy Colgan looking for the jersey that's a huge thing that child is going to go home now the jersey won't fit him for another 20 years because he's probably only a little kid like I think Davy said he's only 4 or 5 so <laughs> but like you need you need the ch- you need that bond and he'd that, be bo- that, that jer- bo- he'd be giving that jersey to his father you do that, realize that, that bond is getting bigger and bigger like yeah. the thing I was talking about well, I was at a minor game yesterday and a game yesterday and a fella came up to me and says um, my young lad came home from school yesterday with a ticket for the match he says I was hemming and hawing over whether he's going to go to them, go to or not but I don't have a choice now Yeah. he says the young lad is plaguing me <laughs> and that but so it was method to the madness is what you're saying no but it was it I just want to say it was a great idea and just to see all the kids in the field uh, today on such a joyous occasion it was absolutely brilliant we're going to move on now have we any further business uh, by, or just, sorry you want yeah, to yeah just on the bring a ball like it was something the end of last year we had proposed it a few times to try and get it done and just couldn't get it anywhere but I must give credit to John Kavanagh the vice chairman of the county board this year he actually was the one I had talked to him kind of behind the scenes and like kind of I've tried to get this through and just get nowhere with it. So will you kind of do it? And and John kind of took the courage to say we're doing this, and it's actually kind of from him then by letting the players on the field it gives like a brain the, the creativity to actually go get the idea done. Yeah. So it's a big kind of thing because it's very easy for us. We were saying get them on the field, get them on the field, but John actually got the courage to get on and do it. So I think it's important to recognise that too. Yeah. Um. Well, look, lads. Um. It's been an amazing day for Mead supporters, Mead footballers, Mead management, Mead county board, anybody involved or anybody who who supports the Mead team. I know there's an awful lot of people across the water listening into our podcast from Peru and from America and from Australia and, and from all of these different places. But, um, you know, uh, we, we want to thank you all for listening. You know, we volunteer here um, our time and like it's it's 10 to 11 here on Sunday night. And I have to say thanks to all three of you lads because uh, like use thanks for the cup of tea, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, well, the tea was lovely now. In fairness. Yeah, well, you know, even the chunks of milk in it. Do you know what? Too, you know? Do you know what? Where <laughs> I was going with that, I couldn't even be arsed now. So it's ungrateful. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to go to Twitter. Um, uh, Mac oh eight seven one six one two. Thanks to LMFM Radio and We Are Mead for the great coverage of Mead's League campaign. Greatly appreciated by all Mead people abroad, no doubt. And uh, we've done the other uh, uh, social media. Oh, sorry, there's one more. Uh, Tom O'Connor, we can't forget Tom O'Connor. Does Dara, uh, he's talking about um, Dara Campion. Does Dara Campion give out Tinder tips? I'm sure if you friend him on Facebook or on Twitter and send him a private message. Does once it's not Tinder, you can The only only tip I got from Dara Campion about Tinder was just to keep swiping right, so I'll top that. Tom, keep sweeping, swiping right. <laughs> keep sweeping. If you, tr- keep swiping Tom, right. if you throw enough mud at the wall, some will stick. Yeah. Well, lads, look, as I said, uh, 
delighted to be here this evening doing this podcast. We are true to a National Football League final, Division 2. We're going up. We're going up to Division 1, where Mead should be playing next Saturday, 5pm, Crow Park. Get there, support this Mead team. Bring your green and gold. It's going to get confused with the Donegal green and gold, but who cares? Let's fill Crow Park with green and gold flags. It's going to be immense. And don't forget, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.